Back to Nerd Geek Dork. It's our podcast where we talk about the nerdy, geeky, dorky side of pop culture. I'm Pete the Retailer, and with me, as always, is L. Adam. Hello. Uh, today we're talking about uh, one of the one of the kind of most requested uh, topics. One of the one of the most popular topics with uh, with our audience is uh, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Super NES. The Super Nintendo, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, video game systems of all time. That's all I really need to say because I feel like everyone in the world knows about the Super Nintendo. And joining us to talk about this wonderful creation, uh, we have Chris Cluey. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. And um, we have Ella Moran. Hi, everybody. Hi there. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for uh, being on. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So it's funny that you say... uh, that everybody knows about this system because my position in this conversation is going to be the guy who doesn't know anything about this system because despite the fact that it was i was i'm a little bit older than uh, all you guys i think but uh the fact that it was you know it, it it should have been kind of my prime you know gaming age i think it came out when i was 16 uh I it, it totally I think I was off in a different world at that point. So I totally skipped this system. I skipped this, you know, the whole kind of 16-bit thing, and uh, then kind of came back for for Nintendo 64. But I have I have very very little familiarity with Super Nintendo. How are we friends? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I'm married to you. Actually, oh man, wow. Yeah, how do you avoid having never played a Super Nintendo game? Uh, since then, I've gone back. Uh, you know, people have, have okay. told me, you know, I'm missing out if I don't play, you know, game X, game Y. So I've gone back and I see, I see what the appeal would have been, but it doesn't. Uh, going back, it's it's missing something. There's a zeitgeist that I'm that I'm missing out on. Hmm. Yeah, it probably you you had to have been part of growing up with uh, with it because now there's so many other systems with you know, obviously greater technical advantages and whatnot that when you go back and look at it, you're kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's 16-bit graphics. What's the big deal? But making the switch from Nintendo with 8-bit graphics, you know, to Super Nintendo with 16-bit graphics, I mean, yeah, there was Sega, but there was just something about Super Nintendo and the games it had that I think really latched hold of a lot of people. That's true, yeah. Um, I was nine when it came out, and right out the box, Super Mario World just changed my world. Into, like, a, into a Super Mario World. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, there's that holes in mushrooms wandering around. Exactly. That game. That game took over my life for years. I, and I mean, till I was about twelve or thirteen, I would play that game religiously, just trying to learn everything I could about it. It was just like this immersive world I had never really experienced before, and one that just was a huge passion. Like I, I remember that was probably the first game that I played where, um, you know, I would. I would be playing it with my brother and we would just be screaming at each other when we get so mad about it or if we had to, you know, when we had to stop, it would become a huge battle in our house because our parents wanted us to quit and we could not quit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, just being able to like playing the like Final Fantasy four and Final Fantasy six. I mean, those those were awesome. And then uh, especially when they started bringing all the arcade fighting games. to Super Oh, Nintendo, yeah, definitely. Like, like Street Fighter and stuff. I mean, because up until that point, you had to pay a quarter each time you wanted to play these games. And <laughs> now it was like, you mean I can play as, you know, Blanca or Guile or whoever? Like, <laughs> this is amazing. Although, were you as disappointed as I was? Because my mom got me Street Fighter along with the system in Super Mario World. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to play as Bison and Vega and then realizing I couldn't play as the bosses. <laughs> yeah, that kind of deflated me a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, wait a minute, where where are all the characters? <laughs> but, oh man, yeah, that was that was a, actually like Street Fighter was my calm down game after playing Super Mario World. If I hit a, <laughs> if I got too frustrated, I'd go fight. Nice, <laughs> and it was great. I mean, one one of my claims, like one thing that I love bragging about, is if I'm somewhere where someone has a Super Nintendo, or there's there's a bar in our neighborhood that has a Super Nintendo hooked up, I will tell people, I'm like. I can beat Super Mario World in 18 minutes. <laughs> and I usually get a drink on it. Oh, yeah, I totally can. Can you really? Yes. Damn. You know, I don't think I ever actually finished the very end of it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I know. that's not, And it's not for lack of trying. I guess it's just for lack of skill. Well, yeah. Oh, man. Now I'm thinking about fighting games, too. They, they really up the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, well, because especially because on the you know, like NES and, and Genesis, I mean, you, you had Mortal Kombat on Genesis, but... I mean, that was about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, you start getting all these all these fighting games on a home console. And, you know, again, like I said, it's it's now you can actually play these games in your own house. You don't have to go to the pizza parlor or the uh, the arcade store to, to play them. That's true. Oh, and it's funny because Mortal Kombat kind of backfired for Nintendo because <laughs> yeah. they, they like took out everything. And so Sega had the upper hand. The, the upside to that was that... Um, the government, they put the rating system on video games. So then Nintendo was like, okay, when we don't have to censor things anymore. So when part two came out, yep. Super yeah. Nintendo one is like the best one ever. Best like yeah. home Mortal Kombat I've ever played. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, they, <laughs> it, the rating system kind of worked in a way they weren't intending it to work. Which yeah. Is- <laughs> <laughs> now wait, was that government enforced the rating system or is that, uh, like a you know the the comics code or something where it was just kind of an industry. I think system. it was industry. I think it's industry, but it was like because it was like senators had complained about you know like lobbying against right. violent video games and everything. This this was back when Jack Thompson, the fake lawyer guy, was still crusading against violent video games. Right. And right. So rather than risk getting the government involved, uh, entertainment. A video game entertainment industry was like, you know, we'll just create our own rating board, and that way we don't have to worry about it. Hmm. I mean, I, w- I was an impressionable youth, but I never tried to rip someone's spine out. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. I just never got that angry. <laughs> Not I, I tried later. to throw fire yeah. in my hands as much as I could, but it just never worked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I look back and I go, that was kind of dumb. You know, like as a kid, you thought if you concentrated hard enough, you could throw a Hadouken out. Right. but. Of course, you just have to find the right way. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like oh, whistling man. through your fingers or something. Like, if you just get it kind of right, like, you just practice a little harder. Yeah. yeah. When you're a kid, anything is possible. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but 
But yeah, I mean, the Super Nintendo just uh, ramped everything up from platforming games, just like the look, the feel, the music. I mean, um, you, you mentioned Final Fantasy VI earlier, and I was I was kind of just looking up some notes to talk about, and then I, I remembered in my head, I want the opera scene. And for the past few hours, I've just been listening to the music from the opera scene from Final Fantasy VI. That, that was one of my favorite things about the, the, the role-playing games then is that you know, they had to make do with essentially sprite animations, which means you had to tell a really good story to get people involved. And, you know, you had to set the entire atmosphere, which is everything from background to music, you know, to, to everything else. And it was really cool because so much was dependent on story and character development that you had really good stories. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've, I've, I've gotten sad playing games <laughs> like Chrono Trigger that, that game, that game made me emotional. Yeah, exactly. When, when you get to, especially the first time when you, you know, you have the option to go fight Lavos, you're like, Oh yeah, sure. We'll go fight Lavos. Oh crap. We're dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, it's not just you're dead. It's just, you caused the world to be killed. <laughs> That's kind of deflating when you're, you're a young child, you know, like yeah, uh, I ruined everything. You can reload your save, but at, at the time it's happening, you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad you guys brought up Mortal Kombat because it's another thing. Like a lot of the other game systems seem to uh, be not exploiting that, but they were like that was that was a gimmick kind of that they had was like oh we can we can create you know crazy you know violent video games or like you know weird you know really out there kind of uh, you know like they're trying to push push the envelope in a way that wasn't necessarily good for for story like and and Nintendo by being kind of more family centered. Uh, you know, they're they're all about the fa- like it was called the Famicom. Like it was all about you know like family can play games. Like by doing that, they they ended up kind of limiting themselves and focusing more on stuff like story and and you know design and music and just kind of creating a whole new world. While the Genesis released Eternal Champions, <laughs> which was supposed to be a Mortal Kombat killer and is one of the worst fighting games I've ever played. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, well, and, and I think one of the things that a lot of people who didn't grow up with the NES and Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 don't realize is that Nintendo used to be a, you know, a huge innovator in terms of hardware, like, you know, graphics capability and chip capability. I mean, they, they were the ones pushing the envelope and that got a lot of people excited about what they could do with their systems. And nowadays, you know, they, they're, they're innovating more in terms of how you interact with games. So, you know, like the Wiimote and the tablet and things like that. But Back in you know the Super Nintendo days, it was like this is a huge deal. I mean, this is twice as much processing power as you had before. You know, it's eight bit to sixteen bit. So, I mean, that that's that's something that I don't think a lot of people are familiar with in terms of Nintendo's history. Is that you know they they used to be what Microsoft and Sony are now. You know, they they were the ones that were in the lead. Oh yeah, definitely. Because the Super Nintendo was a little late to the game too, um, in terms of the sixteen bit systems. Because the Genesis was running their whole. You know, Sega does what Nintendo don't uh, right. campaign exactly. for like a year or two, and then you had the Turbo Graphics sixteen yeah, with Bonk. Yes, right. Bonk, and uh, and they had a cop, they had a port of Fighting Street, the original Street Fighter, on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was it. Like there were like eight other games. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all I remember. So like Nintendo just kind of like sat on their laurels for a bit, like which was a smart move in hindsight. You know, like why rush something out? Work mm. on what you got, and then just destroy everything. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, when the 
I, I remember when the SNES came out, like I, I went to my parents. I'm just like, I have to have this. And my parents were like, okay, we'll go, you know, go work on your soccer practice. If you can juggle a ball, you know, 75 times in a row, then we'll buy you a super Nintendo. <laughs> 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 I got really good at my soccer ball handling skills. <laughs> wow. Wow. Nice. wow. Yeah. So, it's crazy. Is incentive. <laughs> so that begs the question, what system did you join the NFL for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think they've made that system yet. <laughs> oh, man. Although the Oculus Rift is probably uh, getting, getting pretty close. That's, uh, I mean, once, once we get into full VR, that'll, uh, that'll, that'll be pretty sweet. Right. Very true. Very true. I mean, yeah. I, I play I play some of the newer games, but I tend to get lost. Like if you give me too much freedom in a video game, I I lose focus of everything that I'm doing. Like the Grand Theft Auto series, I just tend to wander around and see what kind of craziness I can do. And I feel like like that's why I love platform games on the Super Nintendo. It's like I knew what I was doing. Yeah, need some structure. <laughs> yeah I, to- I definitely need some structure. Otherwise, I'm just going to spin around in circles. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I need a little bit of rails. I, I, you know, the story everybody complains that when I was playing uh, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, uh, I spent the whole time playing Pazak because I would just go in and like there's like a card game that's just supposed to be like a, like a side item. And then I was just like, oh, cool, a card game. And then I was just playing that for like days on end. And it's just supposed to be something you do to get, you know, an extra 20 bucks so you can buy the next, you know, thing. But it, it was just like, I just spent all my time playing Pazak. <laughs> so yeah, I, could, awesome. I could use a little bit of Rails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I really like to explore every single, you know, open every drawer and look in every corner and talk to every person and be really, really thorough. So those giant sprawling games, uh, I feel a little lost in. Yeah, that's that's one of the things I had to do with uh, with games like Grand Theft Auto and kind of open world games is that I'm I tend to be a completionist as well, but with those I view it more as okay, I'm going to be completionist with the main quest and the side quests, and then any sort of little bonus items I find, yeah, that's great. But if I really want to find all of them, I'll just go to like Game Packs or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, we didn't have that option when we were playing, uh, you know. I was just thinking about, I I feel very, you know, when I think about Super Nintendo, I just, um, I just, I just think about my brother and we, we shared a bedroom and we shared one little like 12 inch TV that the Super Nintendo was hooked up to. And so we would either, you know, have to take turns or share, which both were really hard to do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I was just thinking about how uh, one of the things that was cool about being the older sibling in that situation is that I am sure that I had better, you know, like fine motor skills and coordination. And I generally did a lot better and um, discovered things faster and beat things quicker and, I was able to lord that over him in a way that I imagine now younger siblings and <laughs> slower siblings who uh, have the internet um, and can just kind of find out all the secrets. Like they don't have that, that you know, competition. Oh, yeah. for, for, two year, for two or three years, I remember every day going to school and me and one friend, we'd exchange our knowledge of Super Mario World. Like just to like, it was like, dude. Have Did you, you find seen, this? Yeah. Have you seen Star World? And I'm like, what is Star World? <laughs> what the heck is Star World? I'm like in World 6. He's like, no, you got to go way before that. And it was just like day by day. And then when 
when about four kids in the class got to uh, Bowser at the end, it was amazing. Just like <laughs> everyone like exchanging ideas of how to beat him quicker. It was great. yeah, yeah. I I remember um, I was playing Final Fantasy uh, four, which was two here in in the states, and. I was stuck on Asura, who was the boss that uh, just kept casting heal and uh, life on on herself. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out what to do until finally a Nintendo Power, you know, came with an answer. It was like, <laughs> cast reflect on the boss. I was like, <laughs> it blew my mind. <laughs> why, why would I cast this beneficial spell on a bad guy? Oh, because then all the spells are healing me. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It was like it, it really made me look at games in a different way in that, you know, just because a spell is beneficial to me in one way doesn't mean it can't be used in another situation. Like, you know, just being able to think outside that box of, OK, you know, you can only use things one way. That's a good life lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Help me with RPGs. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, another benefit besides making the games more um exciting and meaningful to us because we didn't have like, strategy guides or uh, spoilers right away is they kind of made you think more. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the problem solving. Yeah. You had to work at it. <laughs> like it was, I mean, yeah, without the internet, it's, uh, you know, if you can't figure out a solution, then keep trying until you can. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is yeah. true. And I actually have that policy for myself for, uh, for games these days is that, I won't look at strategy guides or, you know, gaming sites until I've either beaten the game or gotten to a point where I've done everything I've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Because I know once I look at, you know, a, a spoiler site or something that, you know, at that point the game is essentially over and then I'm just kind of searching for, you know, for, for different things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've still got a, a, a sealed copy of the, the game guide that came with, uh, I think, like Fallout 3 or something. Because like, <laughs> they get, like... They just threw it in because I bought it like week of or something. And, and then I was like, well, I'm not going to read that until I'm done with it. And then I never completely finished it. Like I just did <laughs> kind of most of the stuff that I wanted to do. And I got to the end and then I was like, oh, maybe I'll go back and play some more stuff. So I'm not going to look at that yet. Now it's like <laughs> there's no point now. Yeah. Actually, actually, I find what I do with a lot of those is that I'll read them not necessarily to go back and find the stuff in the game, but just to see what I missed, like to see what else was put in there. Right. And if something is intriguing enough, then I'll go back and do it. But if not, I'll just be like, oh, that's cool. You know, that, that's that's an interesting thing to have in there. I feel like that's a problem of games being too big a little bit. Because, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't want to, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to read about it and be like, oh, it's cool that that was in there. I want to find it and experience it being cool that it was, that it's in there. <laughs> What was the the complete capacity? I mean, it might have changed a little bit uh, as as the system evolved. But what was the capacity of a of a Super Nintendo cartridge? Do you know, like the the total amount of I data f- that you could store on it? I feel uh, like it was 117 megabytes. That's because I was just looking things up the past few days that that number <laughs> pops in my head. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I feel like Google has told me that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not that smart, guys. <laughs> so, but. Wait, which- which is actually really funny to to think about when you consider games these days are like, you know, five or six gigs. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot more information to play with. Yeah. But one thing I do remember reading from a book is that, um, is that Nintendo thought ahead on it in terms of when they built their CPU and everything. So it was expandable, which is why you had like the Super, Super FX chip with uh, Star Fox. Yep. 
Mm. Like they were like, what if we put this out and it's just outdated in a month? Let's just be able to like build on it, like have an interface, which was genius thinking. That innovation again. Yeah. Well, and, and it works when the entirety of your game is included in the cartridge and, you know, you can still put more hardware into the cartridge that interacts with the hardware in the system itself. Yeah. That was, you know, that, that's, I think GTA five does something kind of, kind of similar idea in that it preloads a bunch of stuff onto the system itself, but then it's constantly looking for information both from the system and from the disc that's being, you know, spun in the disc tray. So, so you, that's how they can afford to have such a large world and not, you know, have that many loading areas is because they're, they're accessing two different areas simultaneously, which I don't think many other games have done. Hmm. Oh, wait, what, what did this chip do <laughs> for Star Fox? Um, it allowed him, it, I think it had to do with rendering and just like, like for the polygonal look and feel of the game, like it just helped it process it better. Okay. So it, just it made like it a- look like nothing you had ever seen before. Oh man, Star Fox blew my fucking mind. I know, me too. <laughs> oh man, I love that series. Yeah, I was never really good at it. I, I haven't beaten a single Star Fox, but it was just so much fun to play. That's another thing I, I miss of the old systems is just like playing games with someone in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like yeah. playing Street Fighter, like because if if one kid in the neighborhood had Street Fighter, everyone else was at that kid's house because <laughs> it was cheaper that way. And it yeah. could turn into an actual street fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You'd get you'd get really angry, and yeah. yeah. Well, because you'd always have that one kid who would just sit in the corner and spam Hadoukens over and over and over again. <laughs> it's oh, like, of course. That was it's me. Like, Stop it! <laughs> or or low sweep kicks over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Or or you'd want like a really dedicated friend to come over and play like a platform game with you. Like yeah. I I remember one day there was a snow day and I called my buddy James and I'm like, dude. I have an idea. We're going to get through Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time together. That's, that's, that's all we're doing today. And we spent like two hours just going through it. And it was, I felt so accomplished, you know, in my young life. It was like, I did something with my life. I beat Turtles in Time. It's like climbing Everest. You're like, you know what? I'm going to yeah. do that. Yep. I have a goal and I will achieve it. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's, that's also... I think the appeal of video games when you're that age too. I mean, you know, it's like, it's, it's a big accomplishment with some of these games. Even today, you know, just like these, the, the games that are out now, you feel like really like I did it. But even back then, just like not knowing anything, instruction didn't really tell you anything. It's just like, go. You're just so powerless over so much in your life at that point that, you know, that is one space where you really can set goals. Even, you know, you're not necessarily setting the goal.